Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. <laughs> William, how are we doing today? I feel like for the first time in PT Coffee House history, your beard is actually longer than Bro, mine. Bro, we're just having back-to-back iconic moments here on the PT Coffee Cast. Woo! Last episode, we try our first PSLs. This episode, my beard is longer than William's beard. It's crazy. Like, I don't know if you're just gaining more wisdom or what's happening, but... I'm definitely not gaining more wisdom. <laughs> we are back to the normal coffees today. We are. I have not had any pumpkin spice type things since our last um, podcast. I think it's a special occasion thing yeah. for me and you, you know? Maybe we'll have the anniversary next year. Yeah, my brother was telling me that you can get like, like a cold brew version of like something like that he he sent me a text i didn't tell you this but he sent me a text before and he goes he goes don't don't drink the psl he's like it's not good for the brand he's like drink this and he sent me some cold brew like starbucks to get but i was like nah, this is good for the brand <laughs> well i want to try that so if we get that pumpkin whatever cold brew yeah count me in man okay that could be sometime down the line. We got Sound a lot of fall. We got a lot of fall left. All right. Well, cheers to that, eh? Cheers. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that on your podcast platforms. Um, we dropped a new website, which we're super stoked about. That is going to house basically everything PT Coffee Cast and the mentorship. So, if you want to get anything with regards to this podcast or the mentorship, head over to themovementmentorship.com. Um, Will and I have put in some effort over the last two months to get that up and running, and we're we're really excited about it. And it's just another extension of what we're trying to do and develop with the podcast and the mentorship. Um, so, if you guys want to check that out, please head over and do so. And then, if you want to see our beautiful faces you can subscribe to the youtube channel so you can see these video episodes as well as some clips and whatnot that we post out on the youtube but for today we are diving into a new series we're gonna have a slow drip of clinical questions that will and i like to ask and we're going to share them with you and give you a little bit of context around what we get out of asking them and what we've noticed that it does um, with regards to like connecting or communicating with clients throughout their time with us. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Ready for the slow drip. That slow drip. So there's going to be a series of these. I don't know how many we have in store, but um, it's going to be more than one, which we're excited about. So why don't you introduce what the question that we are going to talk about today is? Yeah, so uh, this is one of one of my personal favorites. Uh, it's something that seems to come up often in the in the mentorship uh, as we're going through. But the question is, let me just make sure I say it right. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Okay, it's what do you think about this movement? Uh, and movement could be anything. 
So it could be a squat. It could be lifting overhead. It could be bending your ankle. It could be whatever is relevant for that client. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Um, maybe we start with why that verbiage specifically. Like, is that intentional? Yeah, so um, I think it kind of comes from the place of, I can't remember when we were talking about it, but we were talking about how we always ask, like, how did that feel? How did that feel? How did that feel? And you find yourself, like, asking that question so many times in a session. Yeah. Uh, And so that's where the intention comes is I want to get at what they think. I want to get at their cognitions, you know, and what's going through their mind when they go through a movement. Um, are they confident about it? Are they scared of it? Is it something that's come up in the past? Do they have specific questions about that movement before or maybe after I asked them about how they felt during it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we, uh, I mean, I know I, I can be a broken record sometimes. It's like, how did that feel? So I think switching it up is good and trying to get their perspective on like what they think about it. Um, is there an a time like are you asking that with every movement or are there certain times like are you intentionally putting that question um in conjunction with a particular movement that you've kind of picked up on as being something that someone might have some thoughts on or is that something you just ask when you have them do every single movement <laughs> that you do i i think it's not every single one you know that would get pretty crazy uh, if you're asking them that and how do you feel after every movement always, you know, but I think it's more from it depends on the conversations that you're having with that person and kind of maybe what you've what you've gathered. Maybe you have a little hunch on something that might come up, you know, um, based on the way that they're describing their injury and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, being intentional with that and, you know, this kind of comes back to you know, a lot of what we talk about on the podcast about, you know, connecting with the client, asking their why, not rushing through the assessment and maybe pulling on some threads that people are presenting that might indicate that there might be some fear around that movement or there might be some confidence around that movement or or whatever that's being brought up prior to then bring it back into that objective movement assessment. And then I think asking that question at the right time can really help tie a lot of that together if you are you know tactically setting up the way that you do those things and I think there's a lot of value to being aware of that as a clinician and in practicing implementing those things specifically yeah as you were kind of talking there I sort of thought like it's kind of when you want more information when you actually or you want them to bring stuff up Mm -hmm. you know uh, because it could be also later on because you're seeing that they seem more confident and you want them to actually verbalize that. So there could be like a lot of different times when maybe it's appropriate, but I think in general it's like when you want more, you want more to talk about. Um, I think you can also just get them to bring up questions in a way that's like, And we talked about this before, but specifically by saying, what do you think about this versus like, do you have any thoughts about that? What do you think about this implies that they have, they are thinking things. Yeah. It's like implied that there are things going through their head, which 
uh, is good because most of the time there are things going through their head and then when you imply that there's something there, then they'll share with you versus like what you just said. And then oftentimes, like let's say, say like a squat, it's stuff like, you know, where should my feet be or like I didn't know whether my knees should go over my toes or like... I didn't know, like, like I noticed you bent over a lot more than I did. Like, should I be bending over? Like, like just things that, like, are only going to come up if you're actually, like, prompting more discussion about them. You might not even – there might be things that you've never heard before. Like, but that's that's where actually getting into, like, their thoughts and their cognitions is, is really helpful. Yeah, and I think, like, we can maybe do a little bit of an example or – you know, I had an experience just actually yesterday with a client that um, one of the benefits of asking this question did did come up. But a lot of times when I ask that question, I'm implementing it for trying to get a couple things across. Like I definitely will tie it to fear-based movements. So when I'm picking up on the fact that someone is concerned about a particular movement and then we're going through the assessment, I will expose them to different variations of what they're afraid of and I will ask them what they think about it to see if they are connecting the dots of like this being related to their fearful movement or if it is the movement itself are they really afraid of of doing it so I think that's one big piece that you can you can get out of it is like around fear you're getting them to like explore the idea of like why they're afraid of that movement and maybe help them experience and see that they don't need to be as much um do you i'm curious when you do that do you find sometimes that you go back to the thing that they were afraid of and they can actually do it yeah 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 a lot of times a lot of times i do that if i if i'm clinically seeing like oh this is really just a fear-based thing and like there's nothing physiologically or from a tissue standpoint that is going to prevent them from doing it, I will start to slowly implement different movements to get them to do that movement that they're afraid of. And then I'll ask them what they think. And a lot of times they don't put the two things together that the movement that I just made them do is a movement they're actually afraid of. Um, So for example, like deep knee flexion, you know, I'll have them do something that will put them into deep knee flexion without them really realizing it and then ask them what they think about it. And then if they connect the dots, that's cool. If they don't, I will help them connect the dots. And I think that is huge um, and a very good way to like implement that question. And then circling back to the original question, it's like by understanding their thoughts, you're actually, and exploring that, you're actually seeing that, oh, they are afraid of this like well why are you afraid of it like you can like you said pull on that thread yeah and then that can that can often take you very deep but can really really change the trajectory of rehab like really quickly you know it doesn't have this doesn't have to be on the first assessment but it could be um and so yeah i think it's an important thing to like to do and pull on that's awesome um, the other thing though, is like, it can also be implemented to like enhance confidence or have them express confidence. Cause sometimes I'll pick up on movements where people actually like feel confident in, and I'll ask them what they think about it. And they'll be like, yeah, I feel really strong in that movement. And then I'll ask them, well, why do you feel strong, you know, with that movement? And they go on to tell me more and more about that, which is also like a really good thing, um, to pull out because a lot of times people actually don't give themselves enough credit and don't highlight the fact that they're actually really strong at movements, you know? Yeah. It kind of like brings up like, uh, 
what, what you said there sort of got me thinking like I often follow a what question with a why you know so it's sort of like you know what weight do you think you should get like if they're like oh I feel really strong in this movement yeah. well, what weight do you want to pick do you want to pick the 20 or do you want to pick the 30 and they're like I think I want to pick the 30 and they're like why do you want to pick the 30 it's like, so it's like a what question followed by a why question and then yeah. you get that insight of like I just feel like I'm a lot stronger than I was and like I want to grab that bigger weight yeah you know yeah so that's interesting cool. way to like kind of have that follow-up and even just that conversation is very powerful even if it doesn't go anywhere from there yeah. right like that them acknowledging that is very very powerful um, when someone's trying to like rehab from something because like you said the reason I brought that up was it's not always about the decision making sometimes it's about highlighting or having them actually verbalize and realize you know not just coast through and be like good I'm, I'm happy that they're lifting more or whatever but them actually be like oh like i remember when i wasn't thinking like this and how held back i was and now i'm picking the bigger weight and my therapist is noticing that right and yeah. you're like getting that like yeah hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh i'm gonna go on a side tangent here because and then we're gonna get to one more thing but that in my opinion is clients being active in their rehab so we talk a lot about being like having an active approach to care and i think a lot of times people think that that is solely about movement and it's not just about movement that whole scenario that we just talked about that is being active in your like having active care for a client involving them in the process involving them in the decision making highlighting things making them feel hype having them get hype about it or have them question you about it like that's active in your rehab and it's separate of of just movement and i think that people get that misconstrued sometimes when they're like oh like I take an active approach to care because I have people do squats. It's like, well, yeah, that is an active approach, but there's more that I believe that goes into that. And I think that is also what we just talked about. hundred percent. It's almost like you're picturing there's this cloud of like all these things that could potentially be barriers to them achieving their goal ultimately. And you're trying, like you're trying to work with them to explore what those things are and then help by you know, what you're doing and maybe what you're coaching them through. How can you transform those things so that they allow you to move forward? Totally. And then the last part about that question, and this is what I just had happen with my client yesterday was you can learn if they have the ability to do this movement at home. So I had like a client <laughs> do a, like a, a high box, like lateral step down. Like I think we were doing it on like a 12 inch box and you know we're going through it and he he was he was doing pretty good at it and i'm like well what do you what do you think about this this movement and he goes yeah like it's definitely working but i have no idea how i'm going to do this at home and so then we started to brainstorm a little bit about how he could do it and he literally just didn't have anything to do it and so i was like okay well let's try this variation that elicits a similar response in a different way that you can do at home so i think it also provides you with information on how they can do it at home, which is ultimately how can they be consistent with this movement um, outside of what we're doing here? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think sometimes you just get into things and you don't necessarily think of something, you know, and that's totally understandable. Like we're not like perfect, right? And so by like asking that question um, 
you might unravel that this is actually not going to work. Yeah. And then you can pivot versus just like going, how does it feel? Fine. Sweet. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. And then he got three extra sets out of it. Yeah. Because we just went through three sets of this movement. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, let's try this movement. And then we did three more. We did three sets of that movement. <laughs> so you got, you got a little extra work out of it too. Love it. Um, but yeah, I think that was good. Let's, uh, I know we wanted to keep it to like 15 minutes, but I feel like we went longer than that. Uh, could be, I don't but, know, but we'll wrap it up there. Um, the question in this series of questions is what do you think about that movement? Boom. <laughs> Um, okay guys thanks so much for tuning in um, if you want to follow us make sure you uh, subscribe on all podcast platforms follow us on Instagram at PT Coffee Cast uh, check out the website themovementmentorship.com you'll find all things mentorship and podcast there um, you'll find the link there to schedule a call and fill out an application for our next cohort for the movement mentorship we are still looking for people to join that um, if you find value in this content and you want to dive a little bit deeper get a little bit more guidance be with the dope group of people have some coffee learn grow develop mentorships for you sign up and we can tell you a little bit about a little bit more about what that looks like but that is all we got for today guys as always stay caffeinated peace